What's going on, Wolfpack Nation? It is about that time, y'all, as we are only a few days away from the beginning of the 2024 NC State baseball season, man. And it is so exciting to finally get some baseball once again, get back on the beautiful diamond. Uh, and uh, we couldn't imagine having somebody else even better to come on the show and talk about, you know, kind of reviewing last year, talk about, you know, and just kind of talk about what he expects for this upcoming team. I know we were talking a little bit off air with my guy here, the uh, James Gino Groover here, and he was saying that he was going to be dialed into this team this year. And so, so I have no doubt that he has invested interest for sure, including into uh, not only this coming season, but the seasons to come. So first of all, Gino, appreciate your time. Thank you so, so much for coming on with us, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And I'm Absolutely. ready to get to it. Let's do it. Yeah. We, we forgot to mention a uh, second round draft pick by the Arizona Diamondbacks. So yeah. let's give him his uh, proper due there. A hundred percent. Number 48 overall, man. I yeah. mean, you know, yes, and, and, and actually the 16th player during Elliot Avon's tenure to be uh, drafted inside the top 100 picks. So, uh, again, Gina, congratulations to you. And uh, I know That's we were it. talking a little bit, but, you know, just for all, all of our all of our viewers, all of our listeners right now, give us kind of an update in terms of what have you been doing ever since you got the call, you got drafted, where are you at now, kind of what's your timeline heading into the 2024 season? Um, so pretty much got drafted last year, was that early July. Mm -hmm. um, get to Arizona and um, get there for about a week. You know, just physical stuff like that, you know, seeing if we're healthy and get there. I actually had to come home for a little bit for about a couple of days because actually my grandma had passed two days after the draft. Mm -hmm. So she stayed here long enough to see me get to get called. Oh, you know, you never awesome. want to see nothing like that. But I mean, that's, it's that, life. That, that's God's touch right there, man. No doubt. Yeah. So she she lasted long enough to see the call. And then I come home for, for the funeral and I go right back. And when I get back, um right back into the grind um pretty much i think i played four games in the complex league just i mean because i haven't played since june so in a little ramp up because they didn't just want to throw me out there and then right after that after my four games they sent me to hillsboro which is um high a for the diamondbacks it's in oregon uh, i probably played 25 26 maybe i don't know i think i played 30 games all together last year so probably 25 26 games somewhere in there uh, it's pretty good. We play six six days a week, um, Tuesday through Sunday. Mondays are off days, our travel days, depending if we're on the road, multiple weeks. But, um, I mean, obviously, a dream of mine, so, you know, I was prepared for it in a way. It's a little different than, you know, school ball. We play maybe three, four times a week. You start playing six days in a row, essentially. So, you know, just got to make sure you take care of your body and stuff like that. And for me, yeah. I mean, like I said, like, I was prepared going into it because I knew this is what I wanted to do, so... I was able to keep my body up, you know, play. I think I, we play five times a week. Like, that's the rule that they have us under. Mm -hmm. So, usually I play uh, three game, or four games at third and a, a game at DH, and it was the same schedule every week. So, I think for me, I played Tuesday, Wednesday, off Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll do it again, the same same thing next week. You know, it's just the way it is. But um, pretty much they had, they had a plan. And we went out there, just balled. Then I had to go to Instructs, actually, uh, October Instructs afterwards. And it was around that time. I was like, man, like, I mean, obviously I haven't been here the whole season, but including college ball, you know, I'm I'm 100 games deep as well. You know, you just right. got to make sure you take care of that body. And also, like I said, just adjusting to that, that plan every day. You know, it's different. 
when you know I just got to make it through Friday through Sunday compared to Tuesday to Sunday. That's a big difference. Mm. So that's that's a, that's what three more games, twenty seven more innings, focus, you know, intense. A lot, it's a lot more going into it. But the one thing I will say is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's way different. We're not having to worry about anything else but baseball. And so one thing I did say is like I'm not gonna say I feel like I have more time, but that's what it felt like. I mean, I think I spent more time at the field, but I didn't have to worry about school. I didn't have to worry about doing homework, going home, doing homework. So it, it gave me more free time, and I could just put all my focus into one place. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, you you free up somewhere, but it's it's fulfilled somewhere else down the line. So it's just being focused about that. And then uh, actually, I went to the DR afterwards. Oh, uh, wow. They took they took the top ten draft picks to the DR. So it's pretty nice. You know, just see where you know, obviously. Baseball is a very diverse game, so you know, see where some of our teammates come from and stuff like that. Because I mean, obviously, like they come over to the states to play, but we don't really never know where they're coming from. So it was good to see that. I saw like the complex and stuff down there. And then after that, came home and then had January instructs in January. Um, it was like the fifteenth to February third, but um, so the it, it finished up yesterday. So, and then I'm back home now until the 18th until I go out for early spring training. How, how so, um, you, you know, you talked about, you know, hitting that 100-game-plus portion of your season. How much does the mental game kick in when, when you're, when the physical is just kind of, you know, catching up to you? You know, how do you, how do you mentally overcome that and stay focused uh, to do, go out there and do your job? Uh, I think you just got to learn, like, I mean, everyone's different. So, like, also got to learn how your body works, like, what satisfies like for you to feel prepared because at the end of the day at the end of the day like being prepared is what matters now once you start once you start getting 160 games in and you know you're 10,000 reps in like the preparation may come a little quicker than what it was when you were coming off a of off season you know at three months you know you're you're ramping back up it's a little different and then so you know so just find out what works for you and being able to utilize it to like the best that you can like I, th- I think it becomes a little bit more of a, a quality over quantity type thing. You know, obviously, like, you want quality. You want to do it correctly. Now, if you do it correctly 15 times in a row, maybe you don't need to take those 50 swings if you take 15 great swings back to back to back, you know, stuff like that. Like, don't don't burn yourself out. And that's also something that's, like, also like early on in the season, you feel like you got to do so much as well. Since from my own like experience, since coming back from this intro, it's like, they're full like they're we're doing it because they they're they're expecting us not to be ready now being ready is a plus but at the end of the day like you don't want to burn yourself out in february and then now you're pushing through february to october you're like man like my body's hurt like you're not gonna perform to the best that you can sure. so also just finding that median ground when it's needed and when like i think as a player you know when you need to get in the lab and do more like qual or quantity wise, you know, like get reps in versus the quality. So I think it's just it depends. It it depends on player to player for me. No doubt. And, and so you know, kind of tell me too. Uh, you know, obviously you spend your first year in twenty twenty one at UNC Charlotte, and then transfer NC State. Spent two years at NC State. Uh, and so if I'm doing the math correctly, you 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 did have some eligibility to to come back for an extra year if you wanted to. Was that ever considered? Like, you know, what was kind of the decision-making process like for you, whether to decide to go pro or, or come back for your final year? I mean, for me, I, I think 
obviously like leverage and stuff like that goes into play, you know. And when it comes to like the baseball side of things, I mean, it's a little different because I mean, basketball, you know, you have to do at least a year in college, like it's mandatory. But, you know, in high school, like high schoolers have the most leverage. It goes high schoolers, probably draft eligible sophomores, juniors. And then like as a senior, you know, the older you get, you know, the less leverage you have. So for me, I mean, I mean, three good, great years in college, you know, I made a name for myself, put myself in a good position. So, you know, like I, I did have eligibility. I have one more year. Um, and I mean, obviously like it could be an option based off, okay, maybe if I has, if I'm looking for something specific or I feel like, oh, I deserve more or I thought I'd have put myself in a better position. It's like, I, th- I think it's just, it's the game. It's just the way it is yeah. based off what the uh, teams are talking and stuff like that. Cause obviously you want to be able to like take care of yourself as well. Like, especially with me, like I still have a year or so. I think I think a good example is um, Ivan Melendez, who was actually on my team, drafted by the Diamondbacks, did three years, didn't like his situation or where they had him at, and then he goes back for his senior year, and then Golden Spikes won their thirty plus home runs in college, and then put himself in an even better position. So like I mean, it's, it's very possible, but you know, like for him, he bet on himself. But you always want to put yourself in the best situation possible to give yourself the most leverage to work, you know, around what you may need or desire based on that point in your life yeah and, and, and just could just just real quick Greg, and i'll let you mm-hmm. jump in just to kind of explain because basically when you say leverage basically what you're saying is that since you have another year left basically you're almost kind of pitching to the mld mlb team saying like if you want me to come like and, and, and forego my eligibility then it needs to be an enticing enough offer yeah. for me to make it worth my while that's that's that, that's basically the definition right Gina? yeah yes sir because i mean like like so like yeah. with the high schoolers obviously if they they can just go to college. Right. Like, they'll go to college because, I mean, okay. And then I think I think I, I'm not going to say I fall on that. I think I fall on that because um, I was a COVID grad, so I was in the five-round draft. And then, obviously, you know, a lot of a lot of college kids was taking that year because, you know, they didn't really get to see a lot of high schoolers. You know, they have experience and they know what they're getting because there's years of work on them. Right. So then I go to college for three years and I put myself in – a way better position than what I was in during that time. And then, so I had the leverage to go to college and then I took it and I ran with it and then I made it even better for me. That's right. Go ahead, Greg. No, I was just saying, and the leverage actually works both ways too. If you, if you come back for your senior year and don't do as well as you hope, then the major league baseball clubs hold a leverage over you with dollar signs yeah. and, and years because they know you got nothing left. So you have it's nothing almost left. a take it or leave it offer. Yeah, so then that's where that's what makes it hard, because mm-hmm. then essentially you're betting on yourself. Like, okay, sure. if I come here and then I don't do as well as I did, you know, or like anything's like, oh yeah, anything's not guaranteed. You never know. Yep. So you know, you come back for your last year, you get hurt, boom. Now when the drive hits, no matter whatever happens, you you can't. I mean, I guess if you get hurt, you can come back, but it might just make it worse later on. But I mean, it, it just depends on the way you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. At least from uh, I want to talk about. Yeah, there's just no leverage because at the end of the day, you have no pool and whatever they're offering, you kind of just have to be like, okay, like, you got to take it. Yeah, absolutely. So now I want to kind of dive into talking a little bit about last year and uh, kind of get your thoughts a little bit. And then for part two, we'll start to kind of really dive into previewing the schedule, previewing what the team's going to look like, returning players, new players, things like that. Um, so, you know, obviously looking at last year, definitely, I think a, a lot, a lot of really positive things, but I feel like for me, kind of, 
the best kind of definition for me is a lot of still a lot of meat left on the bone. I feel like you know yeah. I, I think you would agree. I mean, definitely opportunities which just you know just unfortunately just did not go our way. But you know, kind of give me your overall thoughts. I mean, like you know, looking back at the twenty twenty three season. Um, yeah, I know you're definitely the kind of person where you know you put it all out on the table and that's all you can do. It's a thin day. As long as that's the case, then it's really tough to have any really regret. So I'm I'm not going to necessarily say what do you regret or what do you, you know, t- digging yourself on, but kind of give me your overall thoughts. So what are what are some of the things you you were you're proud of that were accomplished? What are some things you're like, man, if only we could have got this done. Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Dressup Insurance Group, that has our whole world covered. With agents in five offices throughout Eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need. Offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Yeah, um... Um, I mean, it was, I think it was up and down, you know, baseball, it's a game where one mistake, I mean, I, I think that's really what, that's literally what, what baseball is. The team that makes yeah. the least mistakes wins the game. Right. And I mean, so if you can limit your mistakes as a team and do the little things correctly, uh, the little things add up and they make the big things happen. Mm-hmm. So you do the little things correctly, you limit the mistakes, you know, as a team, like, the cleaner you play, the more games you'll win. Yep. You, and so you make you make less mistakes and you capitalize off the other team's mistakes. Like, the, the game's never won. The, the game is essentially lost. Right. I mean, there's obviously going to be games where, like, okay, you, maybe we, we put up 15 runs in. But, like, for the most part, we're a good team and we're playing other really good teams. Right. So we have to make whoever can be the best team that day wins. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I just think we had some games where literally we'll play a great game and then later on in the game, just one mistake. And then after that, it blows the whole game up. And that's what that's what baseball is. Now, there's going to be times where you get breaks and you make mistakes and you get away with it. Just like with hitting, there's going to be times where you take bad swings, you get away with it. You do everything right. You walk back to the dugout or pitchers make good pitches. Hitters get hits and then they throw a pitch right down the middle and they swing through it. Like it's, it's, it's very up and down. You know, it's hard, though. So it's just about who can be the best at making those those mistakes and limited, eliminating them. And I think we just had we had a little stretches where we played very well, and then just one simple mistake threw it all out the window. And I just, so I, I I definitely think we put it all out there. And I think for me, I think I probably enjoyed them, or I'm glad we did. Obviously, it's my sophomore year, 2022. Um, uh, we didn't we didn't make the regionals. But that year we went, I think we lost in the championship yep. in the ACC tournament. That's probably one thing I, I would love to have won a conference tournament probably. That probably would have been a nice feeling, especially now since we played in the championship game in one of those years I was there. Yep. Yep. And then, I mean, next year, I just, and then my junior year, we make a regional. So, obviously, it's a step up. Yep. Uh, so I don't, we didn't maybe go as far as we wanted to, but at the end of the day, like, you know, you got to get there first in order to have a chance to continue going. We got there, maybe didn't go the way we wanted it to, but at the end of the day, I think, I think for me, like, you got to take it one step at a time. Like, don't ever look too far. So, you know, just take it like one goal at a time, you know, like, all right, let's get here first. And then when we get here, like, what is it? 
You win yeah. what three, four games in the regional. Yeah. Then you go to a super regional, win three, or you win two. Yeah. Yep, you win two, and then you're in Omaha. What's that? Six, five, six wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you, you get, get go the path, yeah. yeah, but like if yeah, I guess with losses and stuff like that. Right. But when you think about it, we play a sixty game season or whatever, fifty five, fifty seven games somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. We, all you gotta do is make it, make it to the regional, and we you can pull five wins out playing correctly at the right time. Right, and that's all it takes. And then the next thing you know, you're one of the last eight teams in the country left playing for a championship. So I, I just think, like as a team, I think focusing on getting there first, make it to get to the regionals first, and then we'll go as we go from there. Yeah, you know, you're kind of talking about that, and a couple points here is in that 21 season, we had, especially in the pitching side of the house, we had guys with clearly defined roles, and I think last year was a an instance where we just couldn't find roles for some of the guys. Um, you know, whether it was injury or inconsistency, um, those clearly defined roles just weren't kind of there and we kind of were plugging and playing you know you had dom fritton who was a starting pitcher for a good portion of the season and he gets moved to the bullpen um sam started in the bullpen comes you know becomes a starter um and then just trying to find roles for some of the guys that you know we thought were gonna um happen so i think that was you know kind of to your point um, never had to find a uh, closer to yeah yeah i mean it was just you know just trying to just trying to you know find that niche for everyone and then sometimes that just doesn't you know happen for whatever reason you know and we caught teams some like we caught clemson like we thought oh that was gonna be an easy cakewalk series and then we struggled against them because <laughs> they that's when they like they started to hit their stride yep. when they played against us and and then they won you know, like 20 games in a row after yeah that. it was insane um but uh yeah and there was a couple games like you said you know we we kind of had some snowballs on the defensive side um but for me i just kind of wanted to talk about the regional um like we ran in. We, we had to go play in Columbia, obviously, which is a you know great great environment. And then you know we we ended up being the three seed, where we probably should have been a two seed somewhere. And and you have Campbell, who's a two seed that arguably should have been a one seed. Um, yeah. You know the case could be made that that was probably the toughest regional coming um, out of out of the um, postseason. Uh, just kind of give me your thoughts on, on on that because that was to me that was insane. Yeah, I mean you get Campbell. I think they were leading the country in scoring that year, like that year. So, like, I mean, I remember looking up and I'm like, okay, leadoff man and 350, 20 plus home runs, two hole, 350, 20 plus home runs. You start looking like, okay, like, bro. there's not a hole in the hole, right? Like, yeah, no you're like nine holes hitting, nine holes has 15 home runs. You're like, all right, bro, like, like what do we do? <laughs> yeah. And, and that was I the mean, thing. They kind of just were out slugging everyone. Their pitching was not that good. I mean, it was yeah, decent. Like, yeah. But they they just they hit they get hit. I mean, first game I think we beat them actually. I think we we left them with one run. Yeah, five one. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, we came out. We played really well. I don't remember. I think Whitaker, Whitaker started. Yeah, I think. Started, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came out. I mean, I think Whitaker's as consistent as they come. I mean, every night you know you're gonna strike thrower. He's gonna get contact, you know, just play defense, or do our job essentially. He's gonna do his job. Now we gotta do our job behind him. Yeah. Uh, I love playing by Whitaker, but um, yeah, I think we got in that game, and we get to South Carolina. Um, we lost that game. Six three. I, I can't really remember what happened. We had chance in the eighth. I think it was. Um, I think we had like first and second, maybe even bases loaded, and I don't think we got the game thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean. South Carolina, um, I mean, power school. The, I think Habner came in and pitched really well, though. 
Um, mm-hmm. That was, I feel like it was Havner. Was it Havner? Oh, Will, Shav. Will, Will, I think Willison started and then Shavner came in. Shavner, yeah, yeah not Havner. Willis, Willison got the loss, got credited with the loss. Yeah, but so, Shavner yeah. came in and gave us good innings. I thought we had some, I thought that was the, for me, you know, if you can have a silver lining out of, out of losing, um, you started to see that there were some guys that could step up this year, and we'll definitely talk about them. Um, yeah, I, I, I probably got some people. Like, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't really kept up with them, like all the people, but I'll I, I be knowing some names. <laughs> well, well, and we'll definitely talk about that, but but the one guy which I had mentioned that, you know, towards the beginning, which I want to talk about here, now that we're kind of alluding to the second oh, yeah. game against Campbell, which ended up being the last game of our season, my guy Sam Heifel, man, you know, who, like, obviously an Apex native, and I'm an Apex uh, born and raised guy myself, so, you know, definitely – you know, and I, I was in Omaha, so was Greg, uh, you know, during Sam Highfield's, you know, amazing, legendary stretch. And and thinking back to his freshman year, how he had a th- he actually led the bullpen or, you know, led the pitching staff with a 3.66 ERA, had a 9-2 and record. And then last year he goes and he has, uh, I think it was like a, it was a 4.83 ERA with a 6-4 win-loss record. And... I mean, I don't have the stats here in front of me from the Campbell game, but it was it was bad. It was it was it was just awful. And so so, like like I I honestly was was telling myself after that I was like, I I wouldn't be surprised if he goes just because he's been obviously dealing with that back injury, which I completely feel for him for. But there's no doubt that's that there's there's no way he 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 that's how he wants to go out. Like, cause, yeah. I mean, it, it, it honestly, unfortunately couldn't have gone worse. So, I mean, I honestly was thrilled to see him come back. And I, and especially now with it being his last year of eligibility, I really am seeing a, a revenge season coming for Sam Highfield to getting us back to that 2021 Sam Highfield that we fell in love with that outdueled the legendary Jack Leiter, like, you know, in, in, in Omaha, the guy that, you know, hit, hit two runs against one of the top pitchers in the country that year. Like, that made his legendary. Like twenty twenty four will be that season that we get that return. I mean, kind of give me your initial thoughts on you know like were you surprised that Sam came back? What are you expecting from him this year? Things like that. Um, I don't mean I don't really know. It's tough to say because I mean, I mean with like back injuries and stuff like that. Those are those are tough. And then also just like from a like athletic standpoint, I feel like when people get hurt, like that first year coming back, like is like there's that sense of urge of like, okay, there, there's a, there's a little like, I'm I'm, I'm going to be like, I'm going to keep it real here. Like, I think there's a sense of, okay, like there's a little bit of fear in there. Like mm-hmm. what if something happens again? What if I'm not right? You know, there's they're like, I feel like they're scared to like fully put everything back out to like how they was. Like, it's like a more of a feel thing. Not, and that's what makes it hard, especially coming back from a, fly, a right? back injury. So, yeah. I mean, it's tough. I know he's probably had time to, you know, fully recover, and he probably is like confident back in his ability. Now he's like, okay, like he's very confident. Like, I can, I can go back out here and do this, and go back out here and prove that I'm still that same person I was. So I, I think Sam is gonna do something good this year. Personally, I mean, obviously, maybe the last season didn't go how he wanted it to, or something like that. But now that I'm not. I don't know. I've said, I haven't seen him pitch or anything in this last year, but I think I think Sam's gonna go out there and be himself again. You no, know, I, th- I think that that sense of fear has gone out the window, and he knows he can go out there and like put it all out there how he needs to. Yeah. For for me, just watching him pitch, you could see. Like I remember, 
on multiple occasions he would give you a different arm release that like i had never seen before from him um so you could tell he was just trying to figure out and find where you know he was most comfortable with and throwing yeah. and um let's be honest <laughs> a lot of pitchers probably would have struggled against that campbell team that day um the wind was yeah, blowing they're... out like it was like yeah, nothing... no, it was a, it was a good day to be a hitter yeah yeah so um <laughs> yeah it was um it was just one of those days that you know just wasn't his day and you're gonna have those as pitchers and you just you know no, it unfortunately happens. it was that stage in that game and you know, I'm sure there's no one more that feels, you know, awful for their performances, Sam, because he, he's a he's a what they call a gamer, right? Yeah. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, Wolfpack Nation again, we will pick up in part two talking about really the the returning players, maybe kind of get a sense uh, from Gina who he thinks will be some of the guys to keep an eye on in twenty twenty four season. And also talk about a little bit of these new guys, talk about the schedule a little bit, things like that. So to make sure you do not miss out on that, make sure to give us a hit that subscribe button and make sure to hit that notification bell so you're notified whenever we release any of our new content. And also to make sure you, if you enjoyed this video, do us a big, big favor, hit that like button and give us a follow Tuffy Talk now on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then for Gina, make sure to go follow our guy, man. I think that Gina is going to be phenomenal this year and add another name to, to, to the, you know, the, MLB watch list uh, that that seems like a lot of NC State players have been added on as of recently. So uh, you know, Gino, excited to see what you could do, man. But again, for for all of us, Wolfpack Nation, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see y'all for part two, and go pack, y'all.